Welcome back, Flockers. We're at episode 10 of Flockcast. Who would have guessed we would have made it this far? I'm Jake Kuhn, your host with co-host Colin Long. What's going on, Colin? What is up, my friend? Not much, man. Coming to you from Columbus, Ohio on uh, September 14th, this beautiful Wednesday at about 12.10 in the afternoon. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I'm actually turning my apartment into a, a place that looks livable. I have a couch, somewhere to sit. It's uh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> there you go. Make it a livable place. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah. How about, how about yourself? Just the usual man working on some tie-dyes and just the regular work days. Getting ready for a street fair coming up uh, October 8th. I'm but, thinking we uh, need some Flawcast tie-dyes made in the near future here. I've got some ideas. Things are in the works, so look out for that. But heard it uh, here first. Quick, you heard it here first. I know. But uh, quick recap of last episode: we did a uh, Adirondack Fest review with Lee Melnikoff. We went the over domi. our Domi, Mister Lee, and then we uh, Liagi, right, Mister Liagi. We went over the new tour dates announced. Uh, we launched our new Instagram flockcast podcast so go give us a follow and then uh today we got a special guest we got mr uh meeting of the minds himself mr mike renzetti hey welcome mike what's going on guys hey flock hey fellas how we doing today pretty good doing great man pretty good glad doing to have great. you here glad uh, just happy to be here right right so mike Mike was uh, lucky enough to go see Pigeons play Martha's Vineyard this weekend, and it just so happened to be his birthday weekend and his 99th and 100th shows. I was having serious FOMO all weekend, not going to lie. It looked like it was a pretty good time. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool how the universe works out sometimes. You know, you think about, you know, how many shows I had to go to, how many shows I had to miss for uh, for it all to kind of sync up that way. So, you know, turn 28 and 100 on the same day, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. In a small, intimate setting, definitely the smallest show that they've played in a long time. Uh, the smallest one that I can remember before that would be uh, the Globe Hall show in Colorado back in 2019. That was probably about the same number of people. And uh, it was, uh, I could have I done cartwheels at the guardrail. There was nothing but space. It was, uh, it was pretty special. Well, happy birthday. Congratulations on your 100 show. How was, the, uh, how was the venue, kind of the setup on site there? So it was a small little room. Uh, basically, you walked into you walked into the front and just went upstairs. And it was one room, uh, one bar on the left hand side, one bartender. Uh, stage was very very tiny, and there was no guardrail. It was actually just a bike rack, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was real real small. Uh, but it was really cool. Like the hut, the ceiling was actually pretty tall, which was like not what I was expecting from the size of the room. The restaurant, which was technically also next to a car rental place. It was just, uh, it was a bizarre venue, but it was, it was really cool, actually. Did you camp or did you stay at a hotel? 
I, so there was the options that you could do. There was the camping or cabins. I decided to, there was a hotel attached to the venue uh, that you could do a package. So I was like, let's do that. And we had the, uh, a double King suite with an oceanfront view attached to the venue. So, you know, I'll take that 10 times out of 10. Sounds terrible, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I struggled, I struggled for, for two days, but I made do. Oh, look, we're, we're glad you survived. You made do there. Um, besides pigeons, though, how was the, uh, you know, I know Eggie played, was it the second night, right? And then, uh, yep. or was... yeah, yeah. So the first night was Maggie Rose, which I had never seen her before. I had never, uh, I, I'd heard the name before uh, through some friends that I know that work for Relics. And uh, I heard to, to be on the lookout and she, her and her band put on a phenomenal show. I'm pretty sure they're out of Nashville um very very cool vibe not what i was really i didn't have any any anticipation because i didn't know what to expect but uh they played a really really cool show and then eggy i mean for anybody that listens to them they just keep getting better and better and uh eggy's set on saturday was phenomenal with a sit-in from jeremy on hungry like the wolf uh which was pretty the jam was pretty out of control um but yeah both opening acts were were phenomenal yeah, look, if you're sleeping on Eggy at this point, it's your own fault. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, they're one of the next one up-and-coming bands, I feel, for sure. I mean, I yeah. Yeah, if I had to, like, of all the bands that are in the tier of, I guess, like, opening bands for Pigeons at this point, if there was one that I had to pick, like, there's a, a handful that I would, but Eggy's definitely up toward the top of the list, for sure. And Maggie Rose is a new cool band. Grabbed their record uh, at the show, so they were awesome as well. Is are, is did is she just known as Maggie Rose, or is it like is she a part of a band or has a band, or is it just yeah? Known so as so it's I think it was five or six people: guitar, drums, another woman on keys, a guy on bass, and then her. She played tambourine. She pulled out an acoustic guitar at points. She was just vocals. Um, I think it's kind of a Billy Strings thing. Like that's a name of the band, but it's also her. Um, gotcha. But yeah, she she was pretty dope. And then she sat in with uh, Pigeons, which we'll get into later. But uh, yeah, they were uh, for opening acts. It was very very cool. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, dig into that uh, first show. Uh, your number ninety nine, and go through that set list. Yeah, so number 99 was, uh, I'll, I'll arguably say, one of the cooler shows I think I've seen them play as far as how the set list kind of worked out. Um, it, it just was kind of a, a really healthy mix of old and new and a lot of jams that really, really they dug into, which was really cool. Uh, water opener, which was great. I, I, I love the intro of that. This morning I was catching up on that show again. I just really like how they kind of dropped into it with this a little bit of a, you know, jam intro was cool. Yeah, exactly. They used to kind of do some stuff like that. Like I remember uh, if you listen back to the opening of the um, show at the Foundry back in 2019, they did uh, both sets had like an intro into the actual opener, which was cool. Um, But yeah, Water was really, really cool. Uh, Really well done. Uh, I think that that's kind of, as an opening slot, that kind of sets the tone for what kind of a show or at least what kind of a first set it's going to be. Uh, there's going to be a lot of energy because by the end of the show, I mean, Alex is going nuts. So it kind of, you know, really is a, a good way to kick it off. Right. And just like you said, uh, a real mix of old and new because they go mm-hmm. into Undivided and then Melting Lights, two new ones. 
and mm-hmm. then into one of their you know classic yeah songs. yeah which is which is great that undivided is a song that's still got a lot of potential to grow uh and i think that it, it kind of is one of those ones that they haven't even totally figured out where the jams will lead um but to go from that drop anytime you drop straight into melting lights is a, a phenomenal segue um and it's it's the same as water you know you bring the energy right back up um but the melting lights was really really good uh i think that's just a song i know on the episode with rudman you guys talked about melting lights is just one of those songs that it's practiced it's polished and it it, it just they know how to hit a home run with melting lights uh no matter what crowd favorite as well exactly it's it's, i i would say most people that get into pigeons it's either melting lights or fu at least when i started seeing them that those are probably the songs that you hear where someone's like oh you got to check this out but oh, melting yeah. lights is my first favorite song when i was given psychology i was the one that was yep. like oh this one this this is a banger let's go yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but yeah so so from there it went right into lost in line which i think of the newer songs that they've put out in the last year two years i think compositionally it's one of the more impressive ones it Agreed. has different it has different sections and the song really can go in any direction because it's there's a lot to it it's it's a really really cool composition obviously the part where you know greg's lyric rap thing in it is different but the actual the the tone of the song is something that i think was a little out of their realm of what they usually get into and i i love when they kind of go for something different yeah i remember when they first played it in dc uh, you know a bunch of people with we were all going crazy we're like what is this yep. the sound was so different i loved it yeah, I was there. I remember that, too. Um, but yeah, and then, I mean, who, you know, standalone Sukasa set one kind of that was when I kind of like buckled in. I was like, OK, this is going to be go. a really fun show. Um, and Sukasa is just one of those. It, it's it's a it's just a beautiful song, but it's 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 one of the feel good ones. You know, it's, yeah. it just really you want to grab the you want to have you want to just you have a big smile on your face and stuff like that. Um, but the cool thing was to drop, to go from that into medicated goo with Maggie Rose was just a complete, you know, out of left field uh, swing, which I thought they hit a home run on. I know that they haven't played that cover, I think either since 20, I think it was since 2019. I don't think that they've played it. Um, and that yeah, was really cool. Yeah. And that was a really cool way to, to come back. Um, sounded great. Like I said, Maggie Rose was really cool. So hearing her, hearing female vocals with Greg yes. is, is a, is a cool different that doesn't happen yes. very often. So I enjoyed really that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. thought, it, I thought it was great. And um, let's not skip over the Sue Casa that all three of us experienced at the Capitol and the box. You guys remember that? Yeah, I do. There is that picture of me that sh- might lead you to believe that I don't, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my boy was flying had wings yeah i had a i had a good time up there i'll say that but um yeah i think that i mean the cap shows are always special the venue is special and uh and and seeing them headline there for us guys from the east coast you know it, it's kind of a dream come true to see them play that so those shows were great um but yeah and then you know fi- to finish out the first set surreal into time to ride is something I don't think anybody would expect in any capacity to go for, for it to start out as surreal and drop into something else is unbelievably surprising. But the way that they introed into surreal 
and it, it was just a really, really cool, different seg. You know, I talked to Ben and he said that that's something that they've wanted to do for a long time. And to hear it flushed out completely that way was really, really cool. I mean, Time to Ride is one of my favorites. Uh, it was one of my old, like, favorite songs, still is. Still but, for um, me, 100%. Yes, it's just surreal is going to – I mean, it's, it's always been a special song. But I think now that they have a studio version and, and that it's going to kind of have more legs, I think that that song is just going to become an absolute being. It's, it's another one of those where you kind of just have to dig your heels in and say, like, here we go. Um, hey, look, it kind of has unlimited potential because they could really take it so many directions if they really wanted to. Exactly. So I think that it's, it's just really, you know, to hear that go into Time to Ride, it, it was a beautiful, a beautiful blend and a really, really cool way to end a first set and kind of just leave you ready, uh, ready for, for more. But um, yeah, so then, you know, set break, set break in a crowd that the room, there might have been 130 people there, you know, it was small, it was special. So set break, half of the crowd goes outside, like the room it just, it was, it was funny. It was just empty. You could have full conversations with everyone everywhere. You could do a 360 and you're like, Oh, I know everybody. Okay, cool. Uh, Love that. So, so that was fun. But then to come back right back into set two and jump out of the gate with live life, that song's definitely come around more often over the past year to two is years. It really, is it bust say. out status at this point or not? Really? I, 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 for me, I think a bust out, it's gotta be at least six months. Okay. Minimum, minimum six months. I really personally think it's got to be closer to a year because at this point they have a deep catalog. Things are going to eventually like there's they're stuff they're not going to play for six months just because of the amount of stuff that they have. Yeah, like two years ago, there's a lot of bust like an eight months. They took almost like eight months for uh, not time to ride uh, up funk. They took a big right. break on that one for a minute. It was driving me crazy. Right. But so, like, do you still – is it a bust out? Is it not? Because if it's something that's generally in rotation and then they take a – you know, put it on the shelf for a little bit, is it still a bust out? I think that's kind of, you know, eye of the beholder. But sure. um, I, I would say Live Life definitely used to be a bust out. I think it's just gotten more play over the past year to two years. So I wouldn't say that it is anymore. At least but I'm not all in, for it. In, I love a good live. Yeah, life. I'm I'm here for it. I think that it's a it's a cool set to opener because it's kind of one that nobody's ever really expecting. Um, and he's in a little a, bit going to the liquid. Yeah, exactly. And the liquid, the intro to the liquid was something really really cool. It it was, you could tell what it was via Alex, but the whole rest of the band was kind of just dancing around it until until they dropped in, which was which was awesome. Um, and then the highlight of the entire show to me was the couldn't we couldn't I call it couldn't walk about couldn't we all walk about however you want to name it I walk about I absolutely love that song couldn't we all I mean it's funky p it's classic it's yep. it's no matter whether it's a bust out or not it's vintage and it, it gets me hyped um walk about first time since 2018 and I've only ever seen it one other time and it's obviously been at least four years. So I was just super excited to, to see that come out. And especially those are the kind of rooms where you get that kind of stuff, where special stuff will, will pop back out. It's either a run that the entire flock is really at and it's a special occasion or it's the one-offs that you'd never expect. Was um, that, were you at the Sergeant Dead Pepper show when they played it? No, unfortunately. 
Um, that was a cool Halloween. I have still to this day, I have never actually seen pigeons on Halloween. I've seen them what? on multiple. I've seen them on multiple Halloween runs, but I've never seen them on Halloween. So I've never seen them on Greg's birthday, um, which is which is unique. But um, yeah, I, I think the coolest thing about the whole segment was how deep the jam in Couldn't We All went after Walkabout. It was just, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, the whole segment was, was out of control. It was just pigeons doing exactly what they do. And I loved every single second of it. Um, I think Couldn't We All is kind of one of those songs that it doesn't have, there's not like a bad Couldn't We All. There's not really a bad anything when it comes to yeah, them, facts. obviously, you know, it is what it is, but I really think that's a song that it's just so vintage for them that they, it, when it comes out, you know, they, they really put on. Um, and then I think fantasy is a really cool song. I think that was a cool little placeholder. You know, that was a jump from very OG pigeons to brand new pigeons, which I thought was a really cool uh, place to put it in because it just showed like where they were and where they've come. Uh, I think that that's was really, really cool. And then I definitely want to see him play a fantasy out a little bit longer. You know, I, I still listen to the high Sierra one. It's, it's great. Yeah. Jam. I mean, a, a little tight fantasy is good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I want to see them definitely, uh, you know, work more into that song in the future. Exactly. I think a lot of these new songs are still getting flushed out. And uh, I think, I think this winter tour, they've been playing a lot of the new material very regularly. So I think they're really trying to, to, to give a lot of the songs uh, more legs. Um, but yeah, so then, while, while Couldn't We All Walk About was definitely, I think, the musical highlight of the show, after Fantasy came Kiwi, which is, that's my jam. That's my favorite song. Always has been. I mean, Dutch Master has a special place, but Kiwi, that's my jam. Um, and I, sh I don't know if you hear it on the board or not, because I haven't really, you know, I didn't pay too close attention, but I definitely screamed very loud. Oh, that, you were that hyper scream. I thought like a girl was getting robbed or something. So. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely <laughs> was, was likely to be me. Um, they, they, you know, I love that song. People who know me know I love that song. They know that I love that song, which was, which was great. As soon as they jumped into it, you know, Alex gave me a point. Greg, I watched Greg kind of scan and was like, where? Oh, there he is. Okay. And, uh, so that, that was a, a cool little nod. And then, yeah, there's just something about the song. It's just a guttural, it just hits me in a, in a place that, you know, nothing else does the same way. There's only a few songs. Every band's got that one song that hits you and Kiwi hits me harder than anything else. Um, it was a, it was a, be a beautiful version too. You're not wrong for feeling that way. I mean, look, Kiwi's got a special place in my heart too. It's uh, definitely got that uh, good vibes. Yeah. And then, so usually if it's not inside of a time to ride, it's just a standalone, you know, they, they fade out very soft to drop into J town out of Kiwi. I could, you couldn't have, you could have given me 10 guesses of what they were going to play and I wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah, um, J town would be in your definition, a bust out. Yeah. That see J town. It, it also J town just even in the last few years, it does not come around very often. It really doesn't. They save it. It's a, it's a, just a stomach punch. That's like, okay, here's a little extra treat. Yeah, it's it showed up on a few set lists here and there, but I yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but it was a the set the second set was really I think it was one of my favorite sets that I've ever seen them play. 
Um, you know, that was 99 in and it was just, it was a top notch set. It was a top notch show. The, for the size of the room and the crowd there, it was, the energy was palpable and it was, it was beautiful. You know, Fox and Toad, Avalanche, Encore. I think Fox and Toad's just a great crowd dance, everyone smile. And then Avalanche, I think Avalanche is one of their better encores. I, I, it's just a really good way to end a show. Uh, energy, you leave off on a high note, energy's high. They get a lot out. The jam is usually really, really good. Um, so, yeah, 99 was, 99 was awesome. Yeah, my mind problems with the pigeons ain't one. That the, that's facts, big facts. Um, but yeah, and then you know, I guess we just we'll jump right into into number a hundred, which you know anybody anybody that's kind of in our world of jam bands and even even not you know going to see a band a hundred times is something that's that's pretty wild to think about. You know, all the places you go, the time that you the time you've spent, the people you've met, like, it, it's just, there's a lot, you know, I, I, before the show, you know, from show one to show a hundred and, you know, personal growth, the band's professional growth, like, you know, families sprouted marriages, friends travel. Like there was so many things, even in, even in my own life that has changed from one to a hundred over the past six years. It's just, uh, it, it, it's it was pretty crazy to think about and then you know to actually be there in that kind of a setting tiny little room special weekend it was uh it was it was unique man it was special i felt really really lucky that the universe threw me a bone like that um because that's not going to come around often or ever on on most occasions so i'm i'm definitely very grateful for the fact that it happened that way um yeah really happy for you man yeah, it was cool. Got a lot of lovely, you know, words and a lot of nice people reached out and were like, good. People. I think I can't I don't know if people wished me a happy birthday more than they wished me a happy on. I think it was well, probably, one's a bigger deal. One's yeah, a bigger ex deal. exactly. <laughs> um, so it was it was really, really cool. And uh, the show, same thing, you know, you came in, came in with the same energy, same anticipation, like who knows what's going to happen. It's the end of summer tour, technically it's it's a small special room um so i i was ready for whatever came out uh yo soy fiesta opener interesting in the opening slot however i think that yep. that's a cool little you know it's a cool little taste of just a little energy shot uh which i think is actually kind of a cool a cool move on their part um hit the ground running i love ben singing i think that that's a really really cool song that he that he wrote and i think that hearing Ben, you know, do his own thing is really great. And um, it was just a really interesting way to open the show. Yep. You know, Yo Soy into, into Hit the Ground Running was a very unique start to a show. Uh, the World, top notch. I think that's one of their better instrumentals uh, out, of, out of the catalog. I think that it's... I'd agree. Uh, I think it's one that they... I mean, obviously, if anybody was at Dome Fest 2018, they played it for 55 minutes because... They had to, um, but it was, <laughs> it was phenomenal. You know, I think it got dubbed around the world, uh, which was, which was pretty cool. Uh, and that was something cool to think back to. Uh, it's, you know, that's what I, all these moments through the two shows, you know, I, I, something came on. I'm like, oh, I remember the first time that I heard Kiwi at Brooklyn steel back in 2018. Like I remember just all of the moments that have eclipsed the past or not eclipsed, but the, that have, 
filled the last hundred shows. So it was, it was, I spent a lot of the show internally as well, which was really fun. Um, Henrietta, I classic Henrietta's Henrietta rocks. Uh, I think that that was a really, really great slot. There was also someone, uh, my buddy Zach, his dad had hit a hole in one when they went golfing in the afternoon. So that was pretty nice. Yes. So that was pretty funny. Uh, just to, to talk about, um, and then let the boogie out, I think is another new one still, you know, going to get legs, going to keep going further. Um, I think that that fits pigeons vibe really well. I think that it's like a party dance. Like it, it, it totally just makes sense. It fits them. so well with the uh, last New Year's in Asheville. I think just yep. overall, like just the, it was it was a boogie theme in general, so it definitely yep. fit the vibe. Hundred, very 100. catchy too. Yeah, exactly. That's I think uh, some of their bread uh, and butter. Uh, like same thing, yeah. you know, melt like the two that we mentioned, melting lights, uh, fu. They're catchy. You know, pigeons has a, a knack for writing a catchy chorus that's just really makes you want to dance. Yeah, it kind of gives me like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire vibes. Exactly. Uh, I would agree with that. But then, yeah, so so lightning. I honestly thought it was going to be Poseidon with Jake because I typically I would expect him more to play in major than minor, but I wasn't upset about it at all. I thought that it was uh, a really cool sit in. I mean, Jake crushes and Jake Brownstein of Eggy, correct? Yes, absolutely. Correct. No, I mean, you both both crush. You both crush. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Jake had a really cool sit in, hit the, hit the move at the end perfectly. Didn't miss the rotation, uh, nailed it, um, which was great. And then, yeah, Julia Beanstalk, Julia to end the show while Beanstalk is on an album. Now I have always considered that a rarity because it always was. And I, whenever they play Julia, I always look to see if I can hear those couple of notes that I know Beanstalk is coming. Uh, oh. And this time, I was very, I was very, uh, very pleased. So yeah, we were actually just really talking cool. about that last week on the podcast. Uh, you know, waiting for the next beanstalk. Yep, exactly. Um, so that was that was really great. And then, so it was set to, you know, hundredth show. Let's just, you know, I I was just ready to pour out everything that I had left. Everything, you know, I was I was excited. Uh, go figure. I'm talking about pouring out. They open with overrun. See, you like that? See what I did there? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was uh it was a great opener. I think Overrun is a really really good song. I think it's kind of an underrated song, honestly. I think that uh I think that that song really hits hits in a good way. I think it, it they can make it very simple. They can make flush it out. I think that that song can kind of go either direction. Uh and it was I think it's a great opener. But to go from there back, you know, we're going back to old stuff, landing uh with a huge jam was fantastic landing was one of the songs i wanted to hear uh because that's one of my favorite old old songs and uh i anytime that they play that i get really excited uh, i think it was lobster parmesan if i if i'm not mistaken they didn't play chicken it was not chicken parmesan it was lobster parmesan lobster. Uh, so yeah lobster. i don't know how i don't know how good lobster parmesan would be but hey you know i'll try it um, i'll try it right uh, but to, to that into the town, again, it was a, a blend of old and new. I think the town is awesome. Uh, the first time that I saw it was earlier this year when I was out in the Pacific Northwest. I think it was at the Portland. And I think that that song is great. I think that it can really, it's just like a couple of the other new ones, it's going to grow legs. But I think that the town is awesome, super catchy. Um, I think it's great. Um, but then 
So I think that the highlight of my 100th show was the next segment, which was drunk people, moonwalk, all along the evil woman, back into drunk people. That's the biggest drunkest sandwich I could ever imagine. I'd, I'd, I'd eat right. it all day. Right. That's a, that's a 2 a.m. fat sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, drunk people, I, I can't personally remember the last one that got played. I know it wasn't too, too long ago, but I always consider that a rarity too. Um, just because even if it gets played cl- like close twice in proximity, it's still I think rare. the last time was in Milwaukee, the last time they were in Milwaukee. I believe so. Okay. Then, yeah. So. I think that was like last fall. Right. That sounds about right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like a once or twice a year song. And I think that, that that's really, really cool. It's a set two in a hundred person room. Like, that's the kind of place that you bust that song out. Yeah. Um, Drunk People right. was actually on the uh, set list for the Kalamazoo Rain Out show. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I got the rest of the Kiwi. Uh, yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean drunk people that's just for whatever reason it 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 just it gets you hyped like just because i think you know when it comes out it's a it's another one it's just a a rare special show or a rare uh special song but and they throw some good songs in between it i mean when they throw an abracadabra in there is is a bung one of my favorites they can sound absolutely it it, it, it was funny i turned around during drunk people and i made just a whip motion to uh to a buddy of mine i was like what do we think what do we think but i mean dude moonwalk might be my favorite instrumental i think i think funky's probably got that slot but i mean moonwalk is just it's a it's a it's so good it's so good. And it usually hits out of nowhere. It's it never, I'm never ready for a moonwalk, um, but I'm never upset about it. Um, and then, and then to go straight from that into all along the evil woman, I think that that's one of the really, I think it's a really cool seg that they came up with last year. Um, I think that, or was, no, that was all along the evil woman. Was that the 19 Asheville? Or was that last uh. year? No, it wasn't Asheville. No. Oh, wait. They did, uh, they did a moonwalk last year. Right. Like All Along the Evil Woman was, or was, yeah, I thought that that was Asheville. It might have been 2019. Anyway, I, I think it was 2019 Asheville. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was because that was the, um, yeah. 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 I think okay. you're right. Okay. I think you're right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love that, you know, mix of Ben and Greg on vocal. Really great. Um, I think that I definitely wouldn't have expected them to pull a cover like that uh, in, the, in the second set. But I, I think it was really, really cool. It was Drunk People Moonwalk All Along the Evil Woman was just a very interesting three, three to pair together. Um, and that the whole segment was probably the highlight of the show, I think. Um, and then Poseidon in a room of very, very few people still felt massive. Uh, I think that when Poseidon breaks, it's just one of those peaks that is undeniable. And it was, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was during Poseidon. Ben actually jumped off the stage into the crowd dirt with his base, which was an interesting, you know, impressive leap and also <laughs> a, uh, a dangerous move, but I respect it. Look, um, every, everyone knows Greg can jump, but don't be surprised. Ben's got the hops, too. I've seen him jump up an amp or two. For sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, Poseid- Poseidon, yeah, Poseidon was huge. And then I, I got to say, I think one of, if not my favorite, I think one of my 
it probably is beneath the surface is such a good song it's and it's just it's one of those songs that just makes you it, you have a stank face you can't yeah, yeah. as soon just ugh. Like it just, They've been doing that Poseidon beneath the surface too. They did that in Kalamazoo, yeah. and then they did that at Peach as well. Yep. Um, I th- and then the fucking and then the show ended. But <laughs> I, yep. uh, yeah, no, I think beneath the surface is is one of the coolest things that they've written in some time. I think it was really, really. I, there's just something about it's the the slow, broken down, creepy. It's just something different, and I I love I just I love everything about it. Um, and then closing it out with Doc, definitely wouldn't have expected it. But, I mean, that's, a, that's a really cool. It's a cool. It's a cool. It's a, it's a great callback. bust out. It's a great bust out. Yeah, it's a cool callback. You know, it's it's one of I think Doc is a very it's a it's a song that's important for pigeons. You know, it's it's part of their history, uh, especially you know now we're we're in this upcoming tour for the anniversary i think that it, it was a cool way to way to do it and then day and time, doc, doc encore and one of the two nights in baltimore for sure i would not be surprised i think doc at the eight by ten makes it almost makes too much sense right right um so so I, much I, sense I, that they might not even play it who yeah, knows you never <laughs> you never know um but yeah and then day and time cool encore slot i think that's a cool just little you know Let's let's close it out. Let's all smile a little bit. I think Day and Time is a really fun song. Definitely. Um, I mean, for me, I've been saying I think it's a standalone encore song that really just, you know, yeah. I love the song in general, but I think as an encore slot is either being the second song in the encore or just the encore. It's it's a killer slot for it, I think. Yeah, I, I would fully agree. Um, but yeah, so so that was 100, man. And uh you know, afterwards, like, you know, all the, the people that were there, you know, everyone said happy hundred, ha- you know, it was Greg's parents wished me a happy hundred and, and all the guys did too and stuff like that. Um, it was just a really, really special night and a special weekend, you know, high, other non-musical highlights was obviously the screen that was behind them. We could talk about that for a minute because. Oh, hey, well, while we're talking about that, can we just give a belated happy birthday to our man, Manny? Yes, it was yesterday, can. right? Yes, yes, correct. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Manny. Manny. The Happy light birthday. god. Happy birthday, Light us up, man. brother. Um, <laughs> you yeah. just turned 100. You can't talk. That's that's <laughs> fair. I mean, my lower back has been 100 for a while, so that's fair. Um, yeah, but the screen that was behind them was one of the coolest things of the whole show. You know, Manny, uh, it was a hazeless venue, so they couldn't really do too much uh, with late, with, like, beams and stuff. So With, for like him to smoke screen, right? Yeah. So for him to audible and pull pictures of the band and put them behind them in rotation, it was just it was hysterical. You know, to see Jeremy come up to the front and Jeremy also making the same face on the screen behind him <laughs> was really, really funny. Um it was cool. It was cool. There was a Greg Carton, which was great. Uh just Greg as a bunch of eggs. It was phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a unique, it made, it made it even more unique pigeons with a screen with their faces on it was, you know, that's one that I won't forget. Uh, during, I was laughing at the photos I was seeing online. You know, Jeremy's yeah. face, Gator's stank face. It, it was, it was yep. hilarious to see the yeah, photos. It was good. Uh, during the Sukasa the first night. So obviously, you know, Shukasa, Shulia, all that. There was somebody with a sandal. Uh, I got thrown a sandal during Sukasa, not mine. And I just, you know, out of respect, I just held it up and I raised with it. 
And there you go. Be- ben noticed and took his shoe off and put his shoe on the head of his base. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was pretty funny. And it was one of the staple pigeon shoes. And I'm pretty sure that the guy's staple like reposted the photo on Twitter of his shoe on, on his base, which was hysterical. Did they really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so that's, a, that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that um, is sweet. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I had an absolute blast. You know, the weekend, the weather was gorgeous. We bounced around town all day. You know, we went and, and had some good grub. There was an arcade. There was a bunch of little shops that, we, you know, we went into and, and just had a day. You know, I got to, you know, watch, hang out, wake up to the ocean. I got to, you know, 3, 3.30 in the morning. You know, I, it was uh, after night one. I just, you know, my birthday just hit at midnight. And I just went and sat on the pier and looked out over the water and just kind of reflected on, on 28 and on the impending 100th show and, it was just really special, man. I'm uh, I'm very lucky to have found this community and this band, and uh, they've been such a positive influence on my life in so many ways. And I've met, you know, some of my best friends in the world, and I've had so many adventures and seen the country and green rooms and mountains and forests and and staff and all just you know you name it. Uh, and it's all because of them. And it's it's was a very fun full circle moment. Uh, to see them in the smallest, most intimate setting at number 100. Um, it was just really special, man. And I'm, I'm very grateful to have, uh, to have experienced that the last 100. And I'm really looking forward to the next 100. Yeah, cheers to 100 more. Yeah, man, yeah, absolutely. How are we doing on time, Mike? You got some time to hang around for a little bit more? Or you got yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm here. Okay, sweet. Well, let's just... Uh... We got our two segments that we usually go into. Uh, let's start with Colin this time. Colin, do you have any three funkin' questions uh, for Mike? Yeah, I like the one of the questions I asked last week, so I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep rolling with it though. It's uh, who would win in a fight, world or offshoot? Offshoot, not even no no question. Uh, offshoot's coming in dirty. Offshoot, off no question, specifically because of that upstroke from the high E to the low E by Greg. That is one of my favorite sounds <laughs> in all of the pigeons. That's catalog. the uppercut. There it is. Yep, that that that's the that's the blow. Offshoot it by landslide. Yep, offshoot by landslide. All right, TKO first round. Love yep. it. Uh, what's a venue you would most love to see pigeons at someday that you haven't seen them at before? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, the easiest answer would be Red Rocks. I know they played there. I haven't seen them there. But honestly, I'd really love to see them in Mission Ballroom. Oh. I, I, they, they played one show there. I was there earlier. I, I was there earlier this year. I did Billy Strings at Red Rocks and Mission. And for indoor venues, I think Mission Ballroom is probably one of the best sounding venues I've ever been in. And the giant disco ball that's in the middle of the room, it just felt like a room that pigeons would absolutely crush. I know they played there last year. And I, I, I've only ever heard incredible things about that venue. Isn't like it, Dean it was, Weed, one of the owners, something like I, that, or help create the may, place? Maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I'm making that I, up. I would, I would love – I don't – I you heard could talk, that You could be totally right. Um, but, yeah, I think Mission might be it. I mean, there's like – there's a lot of, it, I mean, pigeons at the gorge would be incredible. You know, any of the, the beautiful outdoor venues with views, but there's something to me about, I like pigeons indoors. I like pigeons in, in an enclosed space. 
I like yeah, it hot. I agree. I like um, it hot. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think mission is definitely. I would probably just because of how good it would sound and and how good it would how much fun it would be. You could everywhere is a good view. Everywhere is good sound. So I think. Yeah, I think Mission would probably be it. Other than, I mean, if we're going, I would love to see them at like Tipitina's. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that would probably be the one. Got it, got it. Last question is, uh, what is your favorite Pigeon studio uh, recording, album? So, Funky P, I think is the one that I love the most. And I think it's the one that, it's the one that I, really got into it's the one that i think is the most important and i think the the track list is fantastic i think the sound production on presto i think is is top notch i oh, really definitely. do I, I think i think that they really nailed the album um and then, I mean, Pleasure holds a special place because Kiwi's on that album. I think Psychology is arguably the most important because it's the one that everybody knows. Yeah. But personally, if I have to pick one, I would, I would probably go Funky P. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, look, all good. Look, it's hard to pick, right? I mean, look, I asked you to pick one. You basically listed all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. But I'll, I'll, I'll give – But I'm I'll with give, you there. I'm with you there. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Funky P the nod for sure. Nice. Going OG. Love it. All right. Then we'll go into flock fashion real quick. Uh, Greg's shoes. Yep. Yeah. Still don't know the answer for what the hell he was wearing at Secret Dreams, but this weekend you sent me a picture before the show. He was in some, like, tiger-striped uh, yeah, it was Converse? Like, yeah. It, it was either Converse or Vans. They were definitely low tops. They looked like Chucks, but it was like zebra, zebra or, or tiger or some kind of stripe, uh, black toe, just something, even for the stuff he's been wearing lately. You know, I know that he's been getting into retro ones and I know he's really been breaking out all kinds of stuff, but that was unique even for, for Greg, I think. Yeah. And then you said Ben had his staple pigeons on and Ben um, had staple pigeons on. Pretty for Jeremy. Just had either his, his bass was wearing a shoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ben's bass. That's there's your second. <laughs> if, if Ben, if uh, Ben's bass ever has footwear, um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was cool. And then uh, the second night, Ben wore my jacket for the second set. So there, <laughs> there's oh, another yeah. flock fashion because I took I was everyone kind of pushed me up to the rail and they were like, dude, it's your hundredth show. Like you have to do it. I was like, all right, I'll stay uh, up here. I'll stay up here for a song. And I didn't even make it through the whole song. I don't think, but I was, uh, I was up there for a second and I took my jacket off cause it was warm. And Ben's just like, Ooh, Ooh, gimme, gimme, gimme. And just reached over the bike rack guardrail and took my jacket and wore it for the set, which was funny. Ah. Um, but yeah, yeah it was, I heard uh, Ben wrecked his one wheel before the show. Yeah, scraped up a little bit, but you know, you gotta. It was his. It was his uh, flu game. It was Ben's Jordan flu game. Oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, all right. Well, let's go through these uh, tour dates real quick, and then we'll just wrap the show up. Yeah, we got some new dates. Hell yeah! I'm a 15th anniversary tour. Gonna be gonna be special. That's right. This week, tomorrow, uh, they are in North Carolina. 
at Ziggy's and some news with that. Uh, Brett's not making it and uh, Kevin's coming out of retirement to make that show for tour manager. So yeah, special one. Yeah. I uh, see, seeing Chud make his return will be special. <laughs> the trash man himself, but then they're <laughs> uh, off until they Go to the 8x10 for the 29th of September and the 30th. Sold out shows. Going to be a hometown throwdown. And then on October 1st, they are at uh, Union Craft Brewing for Flocktoberfest and Yam Yam's opening for that show. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think the Union one will be outside. So, you know, end of, you know, fall weather. I think that that'll be really nice. But those 8x10 shows are going to be so special. Uh, it's the venue that they became pigeons. Like it's, it's the venue where the band that we love really was able to have those formative years and write music and, and play shows. And it's the uh, nest. It's the nest. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I, I went there for the first time earlier this year, finally to see Alex's other band, uh, Natalie Brooke and the infinity tribe who shout out, just put out a new album. Go check that out. Cause it's fantastic. Um, and they played a show there. So I went down for the weekend and I just kept looking around like I cannot imagine seeing pigeons in this room. And then sure enough, Peach was a few weeks later and they had it on the flyers and they announced it. And I was like, I don't have to imagine it for very long. I'm going to see it. Uh, something yeah. I never thought that I would. So those shows are going to be incredible. Yeah, I can't wait. A lot, of people, a lot of people excited for those ones. And then they're yep. uh, going to be playing in Athens, Georgia, October 6th, and then one of the new dates in Chattanooga, Tennessee, on their way to Memphis, Tennessee, at the Overton Park Show, which is part of a small little festival in Memphis. Shout uh, out to the Tennessee Flock fam. Absolutely. Shout out. Uh, Kendall will most likely be at those shows. And then they play the 9th of October at the Saturn in Birmingham, Alabama. The 11th in Nolan's at Tipitina's, which Mike was just talking about, uh, mm-hmm. which would be a dope, dope venue to see them at. Sure would. And then, sure will. Uh, sure will, baby. And then the 13th, 14th, and 15th, and 16th, they're in Florida, starting out in Pensacola, going to Orlando, St. Petersburg, and wrapping up. In, uh, and just throwing Con- that out there, whoever's coming to Miami – I mean, I'll be at all the Florida shows, but party at my place in Miami. So open invitation. We're going to have a little uh, a early day pregame here. So uh, if you're in town for the show, hit me up. That's the that 16th sounds, sounds of October. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So anyone's Who knows? There, I might, I might see you there. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. We'll see. Pool party, golf simulator. Ooh. We're going to go crazy. Ooh, yeah. golf simulator. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> The party, let's go. And then their Halloween run starts the 27th in Asbury Park at the Stone Pony. That's Tickets my are on sale. Show. Hell yeah. And then the 28th, Stroudsburg, 29th, New Haven. And uh, that should wrap up the Halloween shows. And Ben was teasing me with the with the theme with that the other day. And uh, oh, no, wait, what was he saying? Uh, he says I'm going to be excited, so I don't know what the fuck that means. But you, you guessed it. Then he heard he, he they said we're doing '80s hair metal. It's going on. Dude, <laughs> I hope to God it is, but then I hope that it isn't because I'm not going to be making those shows. 
but it's for a good cause. But then they don't sure have any shows. Yeah, uh, they don't have debatable. Any. Whatever, dude. <laughs> My Boulder, Boulder baby's coming, baby. But then they don't have any shows announced for November. And so they're off until December the 2nd and 3rd at, in Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then two, uh, three new dates where they go up to the Northeast in Burlington at higher ground on the, the 8th of December. And then the 9th in Albany, New York. And then the 10th at Syracuse. Yeah, those shows are going to be sweet. I unfortunately will not be able to make those because uh, I'm going to be in the UK. But I highly recommend everyone hit those shows. Uh, the opening band, Dogs in a Pile, are great local kids from New Jersey. Uh, so they're, they're close to home and they're crushing it and they're going to be on those shows. So definitely go check those out. I, I was amazed yeah. when they, uh, they're going to play with uh, Biscuits over in Iceland. And I thought, how cool an opportunity for those kids to go on that trip. I yep, mean, that's yeah. ridiculous to play that room at that early stage in their career. I mean, those guys, yeah, are in life right yeah, now. they, they just for opened them. for them at, uh, at the new Har- uh, XL live, the new Harrisburg PA venue. It's like a big, yep. big new room and they opened for them there. I know that the bass player, Sam from dogs is a big biscuits head. So they were, that was pretty huge for him for sure. Yeah. For a young awesome. band like that, that's just a dream come true. Yeah. Um, I mean, international travel, it's going to be awesome. But for, as far as tour dates, though, they tease there might be more to come. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some November dates pop up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. November yeah. dates. And then there's I'm there's going to be other dates added to uh, a few few things. Let's just say that. And then uh, they finish up the year, their 15th anniversary tour in Pittsburgh, returning back to Pittsburgh uh, and the Midwest for the 30th mm-hmm. and 31st with the magic beans and uh that's going to be exciting uh yeah always pretty, love the pigeons new year yeah pretty pretty appropriate opener i know stage ae was where they did new year steve uh that was a really really good one for them so i think it's a great uh, venue i like it a lot yeah i haven't been myself i'm excited to check that out uh um, have you been to the venue in columbus i have with i haven't mike did you say you have no i haven't Okay, I was just saying because the one in the Colum- the Promo West venues in Columbus and Pittsburgh, which Stage AE is, are like almost identical. Oh, but okay. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I the only time I've been to Ohio is for Dumpest. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, that's probably the only good reason to come to Ohio. <laughs> uh, there's not too many to come to New Jersey either, so don't don't feel don't beat yourself up. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps our show for this week. Uh, Next week, we are going to have Flock moderator Dustin Miller on to talk about Ziggy's because I know he's going to that show. Uh, I don't even know if he knows that he's going to be on the Flockcast, but he is now. So He heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks yeah. again, Colin. Thanks again, Mike. It was such a pleasure Mike's talking pleasure. to you guys. I'm glad that uh, these few years and hundred shows brought people like you guys into my life. And just one final last shout out to the flock to all of my friends the people that i love uh celebrating you guys over the past six years has been a blast and i can't wait to just keep on doing it all right thanks guys see you soon love y'all